You're listening to episode 127 of the Tennis Files podcast. 13 tips to ace your goals in 2020. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. My name is Mirban Iranshad, a former Division I college tennis player. And on the show, I interview the world's top pros, coaches, and experts to improve your tennis game. And I also on occasion do solo episodes and this is one of them and uh, shout out to Per who posted on my Instagram page asking for an episode on goals uh, achieving your goals for 2020 I did a similar episode last year in January and I am doing one now uh, per Per's request and uh, of course, a lot of you want to know uh, what it is that we can do to help us achieve our goals. And, you know, I've gone through this type of struggle. I know everybody has. And I mean, there's research out there that says something like 80% or so of people uh, who set goals in January don't achieve them and stop doing them, you know, a couple weeks in. And that's, of course, very fortunate. And there's a lot of extraneous things that are going on. I mean, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of excuses that, that pile up and uh, things like, oh, we don't have enough time. Or, and for me in particular, there's a lot of different distractions like, oh, you know, yeah, I, I can be doing something else or I just don't feel like doing certain things. And that's natural. You know, the body and the mind, I mean, especially the mind, is programmed from from a long time ago uh, in our history to make us do the things that feel the most comfortable and safe so that we can, I guess, <laughs> stray away from danger. But in these times, it's different. You know, before there would be animals, maybe you'd hear some sort of noise in, in the bushes and you're you're walking with somebody or by yourself and your body tells you, hey, there, there could be danger, you should go away. And for the people that were brave and kept walking, you know, they might have been attacked by like a lion or something. So it kind of, the, the, the mind has learned from that type of, uh, those types of incidences and, uh, and, and they just seek comfort all the time. And that's something that we have to constantly battle. And I particularly have to battle a lot. But I wanted to give you or I want to give you 13 tips to ace your goals in 2020. Obviously, some wordplay in there. Uh, I hope you appreciate that. Um, But I want to give you these strategies to help you uh, really hone in on what it is you can do to, to get those goals uh, going and then also to keep going and, and to stay resilient so that you can achieve them because that's the greatest feeling is to actually be able to go ahead and say, hey, I did everything I could and I achieved this goal. It was, you know, it was it was a lofty goal, but I did it. 
that's that's always the best feeling, the long term feeling of that happening instead of a series of short term pleasures that ultimately you feel uh, like crap that you weren't able to actually do what you set out to do. And um, so I hope that these strategies help you out. And the first strategy that I have for you that I highly suggest is to write down your top three goals. You know, we don't want to be writing down uh, or trying to achieve too many goals because then you, you, you spread yourself too thin. And a lot of people sometimes don't even write down their goals. So by writing down your goals and also making it a SMART goal, uh, which I've talked about previously, uh, I'll list uh, an article uh, d- down in the, the show notes page, making it specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely, you're going to give yourself the best shot of actually achieving these goals. And in addition to writing the goals, something really powerful is to actually write down reasons why you want to achieve these goals. So write down uh, anywhere from five to 10 reasons why uh, it's re- important for you to achieve them, because especially when it comes time to uh, those moments, perhaps in the second week of of practicing a certain skill that you are going to want to stop, and it might feel like it's too much, and that's when you want to think about the reasons. You know, maybe it's uh, I want to achieve my true potential. I don't want to look back on my career and think, oh, if I had only put in the work consistently, I could have actually achieved this ranking or won this tournament. And or maybe it's because you want to enjoy the game. So uh, writing down these whys are really powerful reminders. So we always want to start by actually writing down these goals. And then something that has been really powerful for me, a really powerful strategy is blocking time in my calendar for these goals. So I like to do this uh, on weekends, uh, specifically on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, I will go to my calendar, which I, I like Google Calendar, and I will go there and I will think to myself, okay, what are, what is my highest priority or, or a couple of hi- highest priorities? And then what is the optimal time that I want to be doing these things or working on these things, the time and days? And then I will actually block them in the calendar, a significant portion of time for those uh, to work on those things. And so I like using Google Calendar and you can actually set reminders, both a like a chime or whatnot, an alarm, I'd say. And you can also set an email reminder too and specify the time uh, that you want and all that, uh, you know, beforehand that you want to be alerted. And so if, if that works for you, that's fantastic. Uh, if not, you can also use a physical calendar I know for a lot of you, you might get them from from your work. Uh, you might get this huge calendar that you can write on. So a lot of people like to write. I like to write certain things by hand, like journaling, but I like to use electronic sources like Google Calendar for this type of thing. And importantly, in the morning, I, what I like to do in the morning is to review your calendar so when you wake up, I mean, my, my routine is, uh, I mean, I do a few things. I like to wake up, get some exercise in, water first, brush my teeth, exercise, uh, take a shower, meditate, and then uh, journal a bit, and then look at my calendar. So in the mornings, at some point, review your calendar so that you know what, what the day holds for you and what you need to do, and then stick to that calendar. And then 
after you block time in your calendar. Uh, similarly, you want to do a weekly check-in is my third strategy because a huge part of your achieving your goals is evaluating your progress, finding out what worked, what didn't work, and then how to adjust to that. So for example, perhaps you initially blocked out three days in the week, maybe uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, to practice your serves in the mornings, but then you found for whatever reason that the mornings is very hectic. So then perhaps the next week you adjust and practice your serves in the evenings. Perhaps you add a weekend day instead, or maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is better for you. So that's one thing. You know, if 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 you encounter some roadblocks it's it's it is easy to to quit and say you know this isn't working out but it's it's much better to to say okay i'm i'm having trouble you know i look back on this week and it's not working out what can i do to solve the issue so the weekly check in that's why it's it's really important to to evaluate what's going on consistently and and consistently is is also really important you want to that's why i said a uh, weekly i mean Whatever works for you, maybe bi-weekly, monthly. I suggest weekly, though. Uh, for example, I like to do this Sunday evenings at um, 9 o'clock. I like to evaluate my progress on my goals, and I do that every week. Uh, I think I've, I might have missed it, uh, to be transparent, you know, when I've been traveling, things like that. But otherwise, I, I do my best to stay consistent with that. Strategy number four is accountability. So you want to ask a friend, somebody that you trust to check in on your progress, uh, perhaps bi-weekly or once a month. Uh, one example is I met up yesterday with my friend Ben, who I met at a podcast conference a couple years ago. Big shout out to Ben. I hang out with him and his family, and I had a really fantastic time, and it was great to catch up with Ben and meet his family. And when we were chatting about his podcast and my podcast and, and other ideas as well, he asked me to to check in on him because he wanted to, uh, he wants to create a new podcast that sounds really awesome, actually. And so, uh, of course, I agreed. Uh, you know, that's what it's all about, uh, helping people. And so uh, that, that that's just an example of accountability. Me texting him, perhaps once a week or so, saying, "Hey, how you know? What's a new episode going to be? Are you working on it? Something like that." And so similarly, if you find a friend who is really into tennis, and maybe you can discuss your goals for the year and your timetables and whatnot, and then just agree that, "Hey, I'm going to be." I'm going to practice three times a week on my serve, and then you can just, you know, it just all it takes is a text. Hey, how are the practices? How's your serve going? And then that's when, if they're not practicing, they're going to have to say, hey, you know what? I didn't do it, and uh, I'm, I'm going to do it uh, next week. And then you can maybe <laughs> accelerate your check-ins to make sure that they are practicing. And, you know, I mean, it. of course, it takes a little bit of effort, but it is huge. And then when you know that somebody else is counting on you and expecting you to do something, that's when you are most likely to produce the work. And so that's really helpful. I mean, think back to when we were kids in school. Maybe some of you are kids right now listening to the to the show, but 
Uh, of course, when when you know your teacher is expecting you to produce something and it's uh, it's it's like a day or two away, then you're you're working on it. So that accountability is really helpful there. And also, you can join a, a group, you know, maybe a Facebook group, and post your goals there and a date to achieve them. Uh, and I myself have done this for certain projects, like my summit uh, a couple of years ago. I was feeling like I like it was too much work, and I kept delaying it. And then one day I said, "You know what? I'm going to post a picture of me writing down that I will host this tennis summit, which is basically an online tennis conference on a certain date." And it was in the group, and that's it. And then it happened because I knew that people would would ask, you know, what's going on with this? And I wanted to be accountable. So, very good stuff. Uh, I hope <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this and that you're maybe jotting down some notes. Perhaps there's one strategy that really resonates or you think can, can help with you achieving your goals in 2020 and beyond. And just take note of that. Strategy number five, when things get tough, and they do often, and you don't want to keep practicing, you want to just hang up the rackets or something like that, at least for the day, and you want to relax, I encourage you to first off, practice the five-second rule. And this is something that I learned in a different podcast. I think it was a business podcast by James Altucher. I like to listen to other podcasts to learn different things about performance in life in general. And this five-second rule is by Mel Robbins, who is a renowned motivational and keynote speaker and was a, uh, I'm not sure if she still is, but uh, I think she still is a CNN legal and social commentator. And so the five-second rule, and I'm I'm going to post a, an article to it in the sh- on the show notes page, which is uh, tennisfiles.com slash 127. But uh, it may sound silly, but it really does work. And so the summary of it is, so if you have an instinct to act on a goal, you have to physically move to do it within five seconds or your your brain will actually shut it down. And I've experienced this many times where I've had a thought in my head, which is the instinct, hey, you should really pick up that, uh, that wrapper on the floor. Or hey, you should really organize this table. It looks uh, pretty disorganized. And if I hesitate... After a few seconds, maybe five seconds, maybe not, my brain will say, nah, we're good, and I won't do it. So maybe you've experienced this with practice, in tennis practice, uh, you, you you feel like you, know, you should train, you should do something, but then you hesitate, and then poof, it's shut down. So the rule here is the moment that you feel an instinct or a desire to act on a goal or a commitment, you want to use this five-second rule. And so when you feel yourself hesitating before doing something that you know you should do, do this. Count five, four, three, two, one, go, and actually move towards that action. So it's really helpful. If you're feeling lazy, but you know that you should practice, take a breath, count five, four, three, two, one, go and do it. And I really encourage you to try this out and it will be very helpful for you. Some other things to do as well when times are tough and you want to give up on something is to remember your whys that we talked about uh, in the first, I believe it was the first tip here. 
you know, go back to them, review them. That, that hopefully you've written them down after listening to this podcast, and that will help you, help motivate you, help remember why you are doing what you are doing. Because if you can't find an answer to why you're doing something, then that's when you're going to stop doing it. But if you can remember, oh, this, this is really tough, but I'm doing this because I want to be able to enjoy tennis. I'm sick of not being able to hit a, a, a solid backhand, and then boom, there you go. Another question, too, is to ask yourself, I mean, do you want to settle for a mediocrity? Do you want to be a mediocre tennis player, or do you want to give it your best effort so that you have no regrets in the end? I like to ask myself that from time to time to just uh, to really get a, a surge of energy. So those are some things that you can do related to strategy number five. Um, But yeah, definitely try that five-second rule and let me know how that works for you. And you can always ask me questions or anything you want or um, give me suggestions at mirban at tennisfiles.com. That's M-E-H-R-B-A-N at T-E-N-N-I-S-F-I-L-E-S.com. All right, so we're halfway through so far. Strategy number six, Schedule your practices at the same days and times each week. So I think I did mention this earlier in the podcast, but it's really important because this will promote habit building so that working on your goals becomes second nature. I mean, think about two scenarios. One scenario is you just act at random. So maybe at six o'clock one day, you've, you, you're like, oh yeah, I should work out. And then another you know, the same Tuesday, the next week at six o'clock, like you're watching TV and the next time you're going out. So, I mean, then your your mind and your body isn't used to anything. But compare that with it being set in your mind, you know, every Monday at seven, I'm I'm practicing. I'm practicing my serve. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting that basket of balls going out and practicing. After a few weeks, I mean, you're Mind and body just knows, okay, oh, it's 7 on Monday, time to go practice my serves. So that's why scheduling your practices on the same days and times each week can really help out with consistency and working on your goals. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Number seven, this is a fun one, probably the most fun strategy. Set a reward for yourself if you stay consistent with your practices for a certain amount of time, let's say, or if you reach that goal, maybe you set a goal that you want to be able to hit 10 kick serves in a row, uh, and you work on that, you work on the technique and and the placement and whatnot, and, and then, boom, you hit that. Then, reward yourself. So, when you have that reward in mind, that's going to really help you further further work on your goals and practices. So there's this concept of the cue, routine, and reward, um, and, and I recommend a book by Charles Duhigg called The Power of Habit, where you can learn more about each of these things. But these are basically the, the elements of forming a habit. 
And so, like I mentioned, knowing that a reward is in store helps further motivate you to stay consistent and work on what you need to work on. So, some examples. I mean, it obviously vary it on what it you know depending on your situation. Uh, but you know, make it something that you're really going to look forward to getting. So, let's say if you if you consistently practice your Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, uh, working on your serve for a month, then you'll reward yourself with a computer that you need. Or if you consistently uh, stick to a fitness routine for two weeks, and you're going to reward yourself with a piece of clothing, uh, something like that. So those are a couple examples of setting rewards for yourself. So you have that in the back of your mind, you know, so so when you don't want to do something, you know, in addition to all these other strategies, you know that you're getting like a pretty cool reward at the end. Number eight, you really must understand that achieving a goal does not happen quickly. And I interviewed Paul Anacone, who has coached Roger Federer, Pete Sampras, and Tim Henneman is just a really a fantastic and very nice human being. And he mentioned in our interview in 2018 uh, during the Tennis Summit, he said, if you stay on track and keep being diligent about your processes, the results are going to come. And so that's the key there. You know, Be diligent about your processes. Keep doing it. Keep doing it over and over and over. And if you do that and you stick to it, that's when, you know, after a while, then you will achieve your goals. Things don't come quickly. I mean, the sad thing is people quit because they expect really quick results, especially in this day and age uh, with, with all the technologies that we have. We can contact people in an instant through email, through text, and things are just becoming quicker and quicker. But you have to differentiate that from from actually achieving great things. I mean, of course, a old cliche goes something like, if it was easy, then everybody would would do it. Everybody would be a professional tennis player. So kind of relish in that, that if you are able to work smart and harder than everyone else, then you're going to really differentiate yourself and be in that top percentile. So you have to stay determined, keep going for your goals, and you will achieve them. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, sometimes people quit right before the breakthrough, which is unfortunate. So, okay, um, strategy number nine here, don't compare your progress with others. Compare your progress with where you were uh, in the past. So our ultimate goal is to become better people, you know, better at what we're doing, better at our craft, and that, that entails comparing and evaluating, you know, how did we do last month? How did we do last year? Uh, and then where are we at now? And I posted a quote on my Instagram page, uh, which is at tennis underscore files as my handle uh, and a username, I guess. And the quote is from Arthur Ashe. And he said, you are never really playing your opponent. You are playing yourself, your own highest standards. And when you reach your limits, that is pure joy. That's very, very true. And one other thing on this topic is, I remember Rafa Nadal was asked before uh, if he was worried about Roger's Grand Slam record. And what he said really impacted me, and I actually 
posted about it on social media a while ago. And Rafa said that you can't always be worried about achieving more than your neighbor, uh, being better than them, having a bigger house. It's really no way to live. And that's that's really a great piece of advice from Rafa, uh, one of the legends, one of my favorite players. It's uh, it's a big tie for me between Federer and Nadal as far as my favorite players because I kind of more resonate with Rafa and his style of play, and uh, we both play with kind of the same racket. I play with the Pure Aero VS, and he plays with the Pure Aero, as far as I remember. I don't know if the racket names has changed this year. But anyway, getting a bit off topic, you know, there are, for example, um, there are some people who have millions or billions of dollars, or and there's some six zero tennis players who are amazing players, but they they all are unhappy, and that's because they they are comparing themselves with other people who are trillionaires or seven O's, and that's really no way to to live. It's uh, not very productive. I mean, instead, what you should do is admire these people. Uh, and use their achievements as encouragement that you too can achieve great things and go for it. You know, if I'm playing as a five zero and I see a five five player, or if I even I if I play this five five and I lose, I shouldn't think to myself, "Oh gosh, I'm no good. This this person is way better than me. Like, why am I not a, as good as this person who's younger than me?" I shouldn't instead think, "Wow, this player is a fantastic player." And it seems like uh, they have a really good serve and, you know, they're doing this and that and the strategy that they're using is great. You know, I, I know that I can also become like this if I work hard and, you know, even make friends with these people and, and train with them. So there's a lot of different ways to look at life and it really just depends uh, how things work. I realized I said halfway after only doing five strategies and that's not very good math. For some reason, I thought I had 10 tips at the time, but no, I have 13 for you. So anyways, quick aside, strategy number 10, schedule your practices for when you have the most energy in the day. This was actually something else that uh, I was talking with Ben, uh, my podcast friend, and uh, he had read a book on the subject, and I have to find that book. And if I do, I'll post it in the show notes. But everyone is different. Some people perform better in the morning, some better in the afternoon, some better at night. And so if you want to maximize your output, your return on investment, then you should schedule your tennis, assuming that is the highest priority that you have, at that particular time range. So that that just takes some understanding on your part. Maybe perform a task for a few mornings and then see how how you felt, your output, and then Tried in the afternoon. I mean, for many of us, that's the afternoon is kind of tough because of work. And then try it in the evenings and see where you have the most energy. So that's an important tip as well to get the most out of your training or whatever it is you want to do. Schedule your practices for when you have the most energy in the day. Strategy number 11, get enough sleep, nutrients, exercise, and social interactions because these elements, I mean, I know that could have been like four tips, but um, I mean, it, get these as a whole, I, I feel that I need all of these in order to keep my spirits high so that I'm more likely to be in a positive state of mind when I'm striving to achieve my goals. I mean, first off, the sleep is just unbelievably important, of course. Uh, if I'm getting less than eh, seven and a half, I'm not feeling as energetic. You also want to 
research into the REM sleep cycles. I, I don't know. I forgot if, if you pronounce it REM or REM, but in any case, there's, I believe, 90-minute cycles where if you were to wake up in the middle of, of your deep sleep state, and again, you know, I would double-check this through the article that I post, but if you wake up in that that part of the uh, cycle, then you're more likely to be to feel groggy. Whereas if you wake up when you're in like the lighter state, then you are more apt to to feel pretty good when you wake up. So understand that as well. And then the nutrients, of course. I mean, if you're eating junk food and and things like that, I mean, it just comes back to bite you pretty bad. You know, I don't know if this is correct, but I I try to, you know, allocate the less healthy stuff for maybe after I exercise, if I if I eat that stuff at all. Um, but you know, beforehand especially is just no good because then you're setting yourself up to feel pretty sluggish when you're actually performing. And of course, the exercise. I mean, you're getting exercise from tennis, but I like to have a morning exercise to get myself in a great state of mind for the day. And then social interactions as well. Um, it's it's really proven that your relationships end up being the most important part of your lives. So if you're just playing tennis all day and night and you're hyper-focused on that, but you know, you're not uh, having relations with your family and close ones, then that's just going to put you in a worse-off mood and state of mind. And when you're in not a good state of mind, then you're not going to have very good practices most of the time. So it's really important to get these four elements going well in your lives. Number 12, prime your environment. So this is super helpful. It The, the goal of this is to reduce friction to so that you it, basically everything is ready for you to go out the door. So let's say maybe you want to practice your serve in the morning. The best thing for you to do is to already have that basket of balls ready at your door already have that racket bag or rackets uh, or whatever else you need ready at your door too or wherever on the counter. So that way, when you wake up and, you know, it's time to practice your serves instead of thinking, wow, I, I need now I need to get my, uh, my racket bag ready. Now I need to fill up the basket. You know what? Forget it. I'm just going to do something else. Now you're standing there and you're like, oh, all I have to do is just put on my shoes and, and grab these two things and I'm out the door ready to practice. Okay, I guess I'll do it. So, I mean, there's been studies on this too where, you know, I don't know the exact details, but essentially I think it might have been a hospital that they had, you know, waters and sodas and uh, available for the uh, the workers there. And what they did was they put the waters way in the front so that those were seen uh, first and then the sodas were in the back and what happened is that the like water consumption increased like 20-ish percent or so so um, and that's that's priming your environment so making it easier for, for you to do something that is positive and conversely you can also do things to make negative behaviors more difficult like let's say maybe you attach some sort of a, I know they have these too, but basically an adapter that will shut off your internet after a certain time. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Or unplugging your TV after you watch it. I mean, that that's another thing. You know, it makes it harder for you. And put, a, put away the remote. 
Uh, that way, it's much harder for you to, to go watch TV. And you might do something more productive like play tennis. Cha-ching. All right. Tip number 13. Wow. We're already at the, the last tip. So in the end, you want to remember that life is not all about tennis. And if you faced a, a, a failure, uh, that's fine because failure is inevitable. And the most important thing, again, is that you never give up and that you keep bouncing back. This reminds me of our college mascot at UMBC. Unfortunately, we don't have a tennis team anymore, which is really unfortunate. Uh, definitely not happy about that. But our our mascot is True Grit. It's a retriever, a dog. Um, but True Grit embodies the spirit of relentlessly striving for your goals no matter what happens And if you have that type of spirit, that type of true grit, then you will definitely achieve your goals. And I mean, if you follow these strategies that I've outlined, there's certain strategies that will work if you use them consistently, but you're even piling one on top of the other is is even increasing your chances more. You know, like if you're scheduling time in your calendar and following it, you're going to follow your, your, you're going to most likely. Uh, stay consistent. But even if you don't, then, you know, when times get tough, think about the whys. Why why are you practicing? Why are you going towards that goal? And then on top of that, you know, you can use a five-second rule. You set a reward. So like these just pile on top. It's kind of like a fail-safe mechanisms. So I hope that you can use uh, several of them. And that would be fantastic. Another thing that I suppose is a bonus tip. I don't know if I should change this to 14 tips or 13 plus a bonus. But anyway, the bonus tip is to start small. It's very helpful when you have a, a session uh, or, or you're striving for a goal and and you start with like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to practice my serve for 20 minutes and in your brain, you're thinking, wow, this is this is easy. How can I not spend 20 minutes on my serve versus scheduling an hour every day? And then you can't keep up and you quit because it's overwhelming. So I would start small uh, on the time allotment for your practices to, to reach your tennis goal uh, or goals. And then you can increase it if you like, adjust it. But again, you know, if I know that hey, I just need to exercise 10 minutes in the morning. Like, it's it's hard not to do that. And then once you're out there, you might, you might exercise more. So that's the bonus tip for you. One product that actually uh, I think is great for helping you achieve your goals and, and just in general uh, tracking uh, how you're doing and uh, planning for matches and then eva- evaluating your matches and also your practices is the practice journal and the match journal from Functional Tennis. Um, friends with Fabio, and uh, he has created these journals. And I, when I emailed about it a couple weeks ago, it was a really great response to that. And I, there were a lot of people who picked these journals up. So if you're interested, you can check out tennisfiles.com slash journal. That's T-E-N-N-I-S-F-I-L-E-S dot com slash journal. And uh, to be completely transparent, I do get a small commission if you do purchase that journal. But, you know, I would I would check it out, see if it's right for you. 
Um, of course, there's you know there's other ways too that you can track your progress, plan for matches. But it, the journal makes it really convenient and gives you a higher likelihood that you will follow through on uh, writing things down, planning uh, your practices, what you're going to do, uh, planning your matches, and then evaluating how those practices and matches went. So that's tennisfiles.com/journal. I just really appreciate you all. Uh, we have got through another year of the Tennis Files podcast. It's really crazy to think that uh, I've been at this for, what is it, uh, 16, 17, three, f- wait, why is my math no good? <laughs> so I think we started in the beginning of 2016, and wow, so that's four years? That's crazy. Um, so yeah, we're uh, episode 127. I'm really excited for the future of the podcast. I'm also thankful to the Tennis Channel Podcast Network for having me on their network of a fantastic podcast. And we've got some great interviews coming up. I uh, recently uh, spoke with Taylor Dent, who's a former uh, top, uh, I think, 25 player in the world and a really nice guy. And so we should have that interview up for you pretty soon. And I've got some other interviews with a sports scientist, and I've got uh, plans to get some other great people on. So, yeah, uh, really, really excited for what's next. And I do appreciate all your support and emails and, you know, holiday wishes. And I I really wish you all a fantastic holiday season. Uh, So all the articles and tools that I mentioned will be at tennisfiles.com slash 127. So check those links out, you know, the link to the five-second rule. I think that'll be a great read for you. And, uh, of course, uh, to Google Calendar if you want to access that and Charles Duhigg's book on uh, the power of habit. I also want to leave you with a quote, as I often like to do at the end of the show, and this one is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And Ralph said, Don't be pushed by your problems. Be led by your dreams. I really love that quote. And I'd really appreciate it if, if you would subscribe to the Tennis Files podcast. It would, of course, bring all my published episodes straight to your podcast app of choice and device of choice to listen to the show immediately after those episodes are published versus you having to hunt for them. And also it brings more visibility to the show and ranks it higher through uh, Apple Podcasts and other podcast apps, uh, wacky algorithms. <laughs> so I would appreciate if you subscribed. And with that, uh, thank you so much again for listening to the show. I really enjoy hearing from all of you, and I hope that you take away some some fine tips and strategies from the show today. I mean, I'm sure you've probably heard of at least a few of them, but also it's also good to be reminded of these strategies uh, so that we eventually act on them. So all the best to you. Have a fantastic new year. Actually, happy new year to you because this will go out on the 1st of January of 2020. Hopefully there is no Y2K20 (laughs) that happens. I, I doubt it. And all the best to you. So happy new year. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files podcast. Until next time, this is Mirban signing off. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.